0: yes sir yes sir welcome back to Motown and Coney Back with my main man. What's going on, Tommy?
1: Man, Rodney, brother. I got a story to tell you. It's quick, though.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I had a hell of a day, man. But the ice on the cake about my day.
0: Before after my... work or <laughs> during work.
1: No, look, it was during work, though, bro. One of my uh, employees got stuck in the elevator. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that that right there is just, like, some of the most scariest shit, and she was stuck in the elevator for 30 minutes. So, I bring this up, Rodney, and this I know I know you like, how the hell you had a hell of a day? Because my fear, I lived through her fear.
0: So... <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I've, I've actually been stuck in the elevator, so...
1: I have, too, yeah. and that's crazy, like... But mine wasn't like, like her 30 minutes had to feel like two hours mm-hmm. where, where like basically like I was stuck in there for probably like 15 minutes and it felt like probably 10 minutes. Cause like I really, you know, I was calm, but when I, we opened up the elevator, she was crying, hair was all over the place. I said, damn, you in there fighting <laughs> the devil. She
0: <laughs> <Like>, looked <laughs> so look like, uh. Tisha Campbell on the episode of the Fresh Prince uh, with the earthquake <laughs> bro.
1: You look like no, she look like Tisha Campbell when uh, she went and had that uh, that surgery, the her tube <laughs> It was all bad, bro. So, uh, Rodney, what's your? You said you've been stuck in the elevator before, but what's your biggest fear, bro? Uh
0: you know i I don't know, uh
1: well that's that's what I could tell you what's mines, bro, like, okay, okay, so I don't know how to swim,
0: so yeah, I don't either
1: yeah, so like I wouldn't want to just like drown,
0: oh, yeah, I definitely like, I I wouldn't, wouldn't like want to drown. Way-
1: Man, you know how some people say, "Well, hey, would you rather be set on fire or drown?" Well, neither one. Neither
0: all, one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think drowning is just like it's some shit you just really can't help, and like you just can't. You know what I mean? Like you just not. You don't have a technique to stay alive. That's yeah. fucked
0: up. Like yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I could just <laughs> imagine no like fire. drowning, like thinking like shit. Only my ass would have <laughs> <Like>, learned. <laughs>
1: Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, when people drown, like, do they reflect? Like, fuck, when did I not take swimming lessons? Like,
0: Like I have, like, I only got myself to blame.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Do you even like? Okay, I remember one time I went to, and then we get the show started, bro. I know I'm I'm babbling, but I remember one time I went to uh, the fucking uh, the water park here in Michigan. I forgot what it's called. Oh, Red Oaks. Am I saying that correctly?
0: Yeah, in Madison, I think yeah. that's Madison Heights.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I went out there, and you know they have the uh, they used to have this like uh, like the tides that come in. You know, like the little
0: current oh, like or wave pool?
1: Yeah, the little wave pool shit. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a wave though. It wasn't that strong. <laughs> but my dumbass, my dumbass was like partying on the one end, and I got in, and next thing you know, like you know, it gets so crowded, I got pushed towards like the deep end.
0: Oh, so like I, I was
1: like drunk, yeah man, I, I fucking was like, I'm about to drown. So I'm like I can feel myself like going in and I said you know what, let me start kicking my feet and like waving my arms because I seen this shit on Baywatch. And like <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking and I swam and I like basically like swam. Like I couldn't believe I fucking did that shit. And I got the fuck out of that pool and I ain't never been in the pool like that since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never getting a pool again
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no most you.
0: people have fear of scary clones, Tommy has a fear of the wave pool <laughs> Dude, wave
1: pool deep end swimming pools, no thank you I don't know what it is Not, no thank you
0: so um, I, I got a a, a sports related question and a non sports related question um, okay. Let's which one do you want first?
1: Hmm. You know, we you know we love our sports, so hit me with the sports one first.
0: Okay, so how many games, how many seasons before a rookie is considered a bust? Um, listen to sports radio today. Some of the caller was, was considering uh, Aiden Hutchinson a bust already. Um I will agree with Mike Vellini. This season has been a mm, little disappointing so far, but I'm I'm not ready to to label him. Um but after five games so a bust. So He
1: yeah, has he had like what, three and a half sacks?
0: Yeah, but three of them came all in one half against the Redskins.
1: Yeah, because the Redskins, like, had, oh, sorry, the Commanders. <laughs> oh, yeah, they the had,
0: Commanders, my bad. Still the getting used to played, that.
1: Yeah, the Commanders played him one-on-one coverage, which was stupid in the first place. And, like, that's why they kept getting sacked the whole time. Like, and plus their offensive line is doo Everybody else is double-teaming this guy. Yeah, like, so. People not watching the game.
0: Yeah, so somebody um, did call in to. It was actually the last call I heard. He called in, you know, basically pointed that out that, um, cause I noticed that the Patriots, um, pretty much were sliding two people, uh, Hutchinson way most of the game. Um, and I thought Mike Valeni, he, he, he was like, well, he should, still should make an impact. Like Thibodeau, like, knocked the ball down or whatever for, for, uh the, the 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 Giants game against the Packers, blah, 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 blah. But I was thinking about, like, if you're getting double-teamed consistently on just about every play, it's easy to knock a ball down where you're going one-on-one with a guy, but I don't know.
1: Right, right. and then if you do happen to see him break free, because he's going hard every play, and that's one thing I can say about Hutch, like, even when he's getting double-teamed and You know, he's still going hard every play trying to get to the quarterback. So I like when the Lions do like a a little pick and then he comes through the middle. You know, that's a little, that's an main thing they do. They've been,
0: (laughs) or I even like when they put him and Charles uh, Harris on on the same side. um, Right. I think it's more of a little spin move. Yeah, I think it's more of an indictment on the lack of, um, the defensive line uh, of the lion, more so. I feel like two years. So this year, next year, uh, I always say get rookie two years, and you kind of know uh, what they are. Because um, I don't know, based on just this year, now that Jeff Okuda's healthy, even though he has he's had some terrible penalties this year, if you can truly. um, Label him a bust.
1: Well, you know, he actually – the the thing about Okuda is, like, you have to give him time. Um, you know, if you if the defense is able to apply pressure, you have to make quick throws. And that way, Okuda can, you know, he can jump the ball or he can actually play accurate. You can't expect guys. I don't watch the Lions set up here and give guys, at least this season, seven or eight seconds in the pocket, like a clean pocket. And guys are just standing there forever. You can get a freaking barbecue pit and set it out there and, and cook on a grill in the middle of the field. And the Lions still couldn't even get to the grill, man, in, in that barbecue. It, it's, it's that bad. Like, guys are sitting back. Geno Smith. How many times did we sack Seattle, uh, Geno Smith, that game?
0: I don't think we sacked them at all. Maybe one. Yeah,
1: that is Yeah, that is terrible. That's terrible. And, and Seattle has, like, one of the worst offensive lines. And we sacked it. I felt like – you know what's crazy? Washington risk Washington Commanders have a terrible line, right? We sacked them, I think, four times that game. I think uh, Hutchinson got them three times, and then somebody else got them once. The damn Dallas Cowboys sacked them nine times. Yeah, so. Like, that's the difference.
0: Follow-up question. Uh-huh. The other interesting question I heard on sports radio this morning. Would you? as a Michigan fan like to see the Lions fire Dan Campbell and make a run at James Harbaugh?
1: No, 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 I I think, I think he, he has a good thing with Michigan. I think, uh, in all honesty, and I'll ask you this question too. Michigan gets rid of Harbaugh. Who can you absolutely bring in and have at least a a hint of winning culture, or have a, a big presence.
0: Um. Well, one, let me echo your sentiments. I I don't. I feel like Harbaugh's best chance of leaving Michigan was this past season. Um. I don't see him leaving at all. Um. I feel like eventually they'll name a coach in waiting. Uh, five, six years from now. But All right. I, I always felt like the way it's set up, there's, there's two leading candidates I feel like on staff to replace Jim Harbaugh. Um, one being his son, Jay Harbaugh. He's starting to get a lot of attention as a uh, possible head coach in the future. The second one um uh, I hope the this brothers on the mend. I hope um whatever is wrong with him the doctors have figured out, uh, it's Mike Hart. Um I felt Mike with Mike Hart returning to Michigan a couple of years ago is is set up for him um to be the coach and wait in, in my eyes. I
1: I got a good one for you, Rodney, and I know this probably might blindside you. I don't think I think Hardball is going to pull a Lloyd Carr. He's going to wind up re-signing with the uh, Wolverines, and he's going to remain the coach for years to come. I think he's going to realize like, and I and I think you know we realize too like he's a he's a brand name and the scheme that he has with his brother in Baltimore, who I think is going to be the coach for a long period of time as well, is amazing. Like, they're alternating offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, like, amongst the, <laughs> the NFL. Yeah, like, nobody else could thought of that shit. And I seen that they pulled it up, and it was like, they're trying to figure out, like, how can they stop this shit? Because this is what they're doing is, like, nobody never seen that before. Like, they're literally alternating season by every, what, two or three years? Like, it's crazy. Like, it, it makes no sense. But I think that another player, a former Michigan guy, who loves Michigan, goes back, gives a speech every year, twice a year actually, loves the team, follows them dearly, and said once before that he would love to coach the team is Tom Brady. How do you feel about that? Never wants to lead a game. He's even going through a a divorce, possibly, with his wife. Never wants to lead the game, loves the game that much, and will come back and coach at his alma mater.
0: I don't see it, but... uh... (laughs) i don't know it's i've so i read an interesting article a couple of weeks ago about how many coaches have returned to their alma mater and have pretty much failed um because it was titled you should appreciate what jim Harbaugh's is doing at michigan um and it, it had a, quite a few um coaches um Think the only ones that have just been as successful as Harbaugh, uh, Spurrier in Florida, and then uh, Philip Far- former in in Tennessee, but um, but it, like listed Mark Rick going back to to uh, Miami. He felt um, Cristobal has has. I mean, he was supposed to be Miami Miami Saver hasn't gotten it done. Um, What's the guy from Wisconsin? Chris that just got fired. He was returned to his alma mater. Um,
1: Rodney. Rodney, I, you, know, you know, you're know, you my homeboy and I understand everything that you just said. But ain't none of them brothers the best quarterback in NFL history. <laughs> it's a lot of people that will pay. I just,
0: I just feel like it would it so would be
1: like
0: I just feel like it would be like Magic Johnson coaching the Lakers. Like, I don't I just, I don't.
1: No, see, now that's, that's totally different. See, if you got Magic Johnson coaching the Michigan State Spartans, that's a huge difference from the Lakers. Like, I don't see him. I don't see when you're recruiting kids and you get kids to come. Tom Brady's there, I'm going. That's just like LeBron James coaching a, a college basketball team. If LeBron James is coaching a team, I'm going there. I'm sending my kids there, hands down. He's one of the best. So, if Michael Jordan is coaching the team, I'm going there. But so, a NBA team, you got to draft them. It's tough.
0: I don't. I, I, I don't. Mm, uh, I could be wrong, but I, I a place it could work, and I don't know if they will make a run into this, brother, but I do feel like Florida State should have Deion Sanders on speed dial.
1: Yeah, they should de- and you see what's going on too with Sanders, him being a big name, it's a lot of guys that are turning down their D one offers to go play with him. Like and that's and and that's Deion Sanders. So a lot of guys and they're and they're actually standing up for him too. What are they five and 0 this season? Yeah. He's you can get some good players. So you telling me if I had Tom Brady, which is one of the best player, the best player in the NFL to go coach a team. I think he'll get some damn good players to like follow right behind him too, especially with him. But that's that's tough too. That's just like saying Barry Sanders or or Emmitt Smith or somebody like that of that nature. Usually those guys they don't usually go back to the college level like that. And yeah, so that it's tough. It's always like a no name guy you never pay attention to or like a, you know, it, it's nobody with a really big name like that. It's Like Michael Jordan coming back to coach at uh, North Carolina,
0: like hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, that and I. I I feel like every Division One, big-time college football program that has an opening this offseason should be um, have Coach Prime on, on speed dial. Um, oh, yeah. What he's been able to do um, at Jackson State, just um, HBCU football in general um, is, is amazing. Uh, Eddie George at Tennessee State. Um, both both those brothers de- deserve some some credit. Um, I don't know the, the the Tom Brady. I'm gonna have to <laughs> sit back and think about that. When <laughs> get back to you on, on our next episode. Right. Uh, I,
1: you know what's crazy, Rodney, is that I believe that if you do, it, and it doesn't just have to be time. If you get somebody with a big name that was a big time winner that people can just actually get behind, it, it just it's all about drawing like that name to that alma mater, man. You know what I mean? So no, no. What I could see
0: happening uh, relatively quickly between Michigan and Tom Brady is M- Michigan becoming uh, a TB twelve center, sort of say.
1: Oh, hey, Rodney, I got a good one for you, brother. Now, this is going to really blow your mind. You know when Jawan Howard got there, everybody wanted to send their kids there. That's why we had all those people, <laughs> all those NBA players, send their kids there when Jawan was there because he was a big name and they knew him. I know that can be totally different, though, and plus people know about the five Five. I mean, can you imagine Chris Webber coaching that team? I love Jawan Howard, too. But with Chris Weber being that big name and him being like the face of the Fab Five, and then I'll say like Jalen and Juwan were right behind him. But Chris Weber was always the main face of the Fab Five,
0: you know? Yeah, so but he was the main f- Chris Weber me- I'm I'm about to take a dig at Chris Weber that probably is not an intended dig, but it's gonna be a dig. Chris Weber was the the face of the Fab Five in the '90s, I feel like Jalen Rose is the face of the Fab Five now.
1: And I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Jalen Rose personality, I love. I love Chris Webber personality, but Jalen Rose personality is the best thing I, that I ever seen, man. Like, seriously, in sports, I would put his personality next to Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley. Like, we need his personality in sports sports talk sports radio the podcast i mean just i can listen to him talk for hours man he got some crazy stories too it's like this man can do it all
0: Hmm. so i i do feel like um and i and i credit to Juwan for utilizing um because chris weber has has come back been in the program Jalen has too. um it's always helpful for recruiting, um, especially, and that's what I mean with Jalen. Like, he's literally everywhere on ESPN, um, ABC. Hell, he was just on Celebrity Jeopardy. So, right. <laughs> that's why I said he's, a,
1: he's yeah, literally a personality.
0: Yeah, so uh, before we, because we got like 10 minutes left in this bonus episode, before we get out of here my non-sports question Uh 50 cents son um on the instagram post posted what sixty seven hundred dollars basically saying he would give 50 that for some quality time with him um seems like 50 cents kind of snapped back i guess today um, after little Meech and a couple other people from BNF um, basically called his son stupid. Um, just your thoughts on the whole situation.
1: Well, I I thought what his son said was really ridiculous. I watched the interview. I, first, I, I seen the clip when, uh his son was talking to the gentleman and he was saying that he gets like six or seven thousand dollars a month.
0: Yeah, I think and, um, it comes out to a total of eighty one thousand dollars a year.
1: Right. And and what happened was he's been being he's been paid that for multiple years. So it didn't just happen. He's actually been paid that uh, for a long period of time and they say he's made like over a million dollars from all his payments of course him and his mom are like you know living different but he was saying that you can't live off of that and he couldn't live off of that and it's a guy that's in new york too and i got some buddies in new york too you can live off of that that's a lot of money but you can definitely live off that in new york and be very comfortable matter of fact you can be a king anywhere else with that except for probably new york and la and probably miami you can live really good you can go to Texas and you can, he would be rich. Yeah. Know,
0: on multiple uh, houses. Yeah. When I saw the 81000 even because I, there are two parent households where they don't make $81,000 in a year.
1: Um,
0: right. I get yeah, the yeah. wanting to spend quality time with your, because that's a whole separate. You can't equate the two. Um, but the act like $81,000 is like soup kitchen money is some BS.
1: Um, yeah, I was really disappointed in that. And it feels like the only reason why he's actually coming back, because actually he's, he's due to not receive that money anymore. So it's kind of weird that now that that money's about to run out, that now he wants to make amends, and that I just, I don't get that. It feels like his son, his son is just, he's out, he's, he's out of whack, and he's, he's kind of, I don't, I don't understand him. I'm trying to understand him, but even if I, I, I just can't fix my head around that to say that that you can't live off that much money. Like it, you can do so much. You can help so many people. You can do so many things with that money. He could have even went to school. I'm not sure if his education or what's going on with that. But you could have went to school.
0: You could have done so many things. You know what I would rather him have said? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, 50 providing me with this money. It's a blessing, you know, to be able to get $6,700 a month. Um, because, hell, I know a lot of the people that, you know, that would kill to, to get that, especially at his age, you know. But I would have rather him just said, you know, there's, you know, there's a strain between me and my dad, and my dad and my mom, what have you, and I would trade this money just to be able to spend some quality t- or have some quality time with my dad. That's it.
1: Right. I don't. I don't hurt him. I, I feel like most him...
0: most people could understand that point.
1: Right, and that's what I'm saying. I I would love for him to have the humble approach too, because that you know, for him, I don't. I don't know what. You know, his approach was just all wrong. And I done heard him in other interviews, too, um, along with his mom, too. They done called his dad bitches. He done said the same thing, too. he a fuck whatever. All types of shit. And just went off on 50 Cent. You know what I mean? He'd he been hanging out with the guys that 50 was beefing with. I know you've seen that before, too.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: all, type, yeah, all types of crazy, wild shit. And now you come along because your money's getting dry. And all of a sudden, so I want to hang out with my dad. He's my dad again how would you feel about that brother that's that's my question to you when the money get dry now i'm coming back and i'm like hey i want to i want to rekindle her.
0: so let me reference this saying both myself and 50 cents are both cancers (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so highly emotional uh, sensitive so i so i know and 50 can play the tough guy role, but part of him has to be hurt by some of his son's actions. Um, and that's that's always one of my messages to young people, especially when there's, because I've had students uh, of, of people I've worked with tweet some things about their parents, and I'm like, yeah, this can't be taken back right right. you're hot in the moment but what's what you're saying ultimately if he sees it or somebody else that knows this parent sees it like you can't you can't can't take back anything that you said um so i feel like it's a two-way street when it comes to that um and i can't speak personally like neither one of us can really speak on personally Everything that happened, and you know their relationship. But I do know as a dad, um, as a dad and a son, had I said some of the things that he said about his dad, Fifty Cent, like me and my dad would wouldn't have the relationship we can ha- you know, have today. Because uh, you simply, you know, they say hurt people, hurt people, but you can't take it back. Is um, yes, it? Exactly.
1: No, you, you are definitely right, brother. I love the way you just put that, too, because you got to look at it as like a, a it's like a bad relationship that you open up the door to get hurt some more. Basically, you know, like, you know, his intentions is not really good because his mother is always going to have that that, you know, animosity towards, you know, 50 cent.
0: And if, he still
1: does. and They haven't been together for years. You know, yeah, what I mean? he and, still hates them.
0: And if his intentions were pure, you wouldn't be doing interviews right now. You wouldn't be posting this BS on on Instagram. You might, if your intention was as pure, DMing, you know, your dad, hey, I apologize, you know, for the things I said. You know, I was young, I was being influenced by my mom. I really just want to spend some quality time with you. But that, man, that would be
1: the right thing. That's the right way to go, right
0: there. But to have this plan on the me- media, one, it seems like you're you're thirsty. You're you're waiting on your your fifteen minutes of fame. Two, this seems to be another ploy to get money. Maybe not necessarily from your dad, but having media all this pay you for interviews. Uh, because if you truly want a relationship, I I've never been a fan of. Um, people saying and doing things. Things in interview, the best relationships are formed behind closed doors.
1: That's true, and it seemed like he just doing this all for show, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: like it doesn't seem genuine to me. And and, you know, and I'm quite sure Fifty realized too. He, he's, you know how he is in the multi, him in the media. You know how he is, so he sees through bullshit too, and he knows that like. That money's coming to an end, so
0: hey. Because I I I do feel like, as a parent, if I was in the fifty cent situation and my son came to me behind closed doors, as a man, I could admit like I was also wrong in this situation, right? I apologize. You know, you could apologize for the part I played. He apologized for the part. You know, he played, and we move on. Nobody has to know. Hey, our our fences has been mended. We're going to get together, spend some time together. But that's when it's genuine. It just it doesn't feel genuine. It feels manufactured. Right, and I and I
1: think one thing that you know, Fifty is on record saying is like he will look out for him and throw him a couple of dollars. He's not gonna have his son out here looking, you know being broken you know being homeless um you know he, he said he wouldn't do that he just mad that you know of course his son is going to always have his uh his mother with him and she's going to always probably stay with him and be you know right underneath him because she doesn't work or anything so yeah that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna always be the problem so hey yeah. it is what it is man with that one
0: yeah i just yeah, I saw that, and, you know, pe- different people have said different things, but I just feel like if it's genuine, there are things that you do behind closed doors instead of running to uh, interviews and social media. like nothing gets solved that way.
1: Exactly, and it just looks like a mess, man, a whole mess. And He can't live off a of freaking $7,000 a month. You got to be freaking kidding.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's people everywhere saying, What? Wait, how much? Yeah, like
1: what the hell? Really? Like <laughs> I was taken aback when I seen that interview. I thought it was one of them joke interviews. You know, people be doing a little joke.
0: Yeah, you looking at the yeah. calendar, is it April Fools, yeah? Like where's the hit? Yeah, the I'm camera? like,
1: really? Yeah, I'm like, What? Like, I couldn't even believe it
0: myself. Yeah. So our our time is is up um tune in monday to figure out which one of us won our fantasy football matchup this week as we face off against each other
1: oh yeah it's gonna be an epic battle
0: okay we'll catch y'all on the b-side peace